Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. It is amazing to me that we have gone a few hours into the show and we have yet to discuss the Dallas Cowboys, and we need to do that as they will host the Green Bay Packers uh, this coming Sunday. We'll quickly give you the rundown. That game is at 4.30 p.m. Sunday on Fox. Saturday, Super Wild Card Weekend kicks off. you got the Browns-Texans, 4.30 NBC, 8 p.m. on Peacock, Dolphins-Chiefs. Sunday, 1 o'clock, CBS Steelers-Bills. Packers-Cowboys at 4.30, 8 p.m., NBC, Rams-Lions, the Stafford-Jarrett Goff Bowl, and then, of course, Monday Night Football, the Eagles and the Buccaneers. But Quick note, quick note. Yes. Mm. Has anyone ever noticed how the Houston Texans absolutely own that opening wildcard spot? It is true. There is, is nothing true. the Houston Texans yep. can do to avoid that spot. If, you, if the Texans are in the playoffs, they are absolutely the first game out on that Saturday. You know what? It, it's not a – I'm sorry. It's not a Houston Texans playoff game without Connor Cook. I, I, <laughs> I don't know how I'm supposed to enjoy that Bring game. Bring back Matt Schaub. Exactly. Where's Harry and Foster? Is he going <laughs> to, yeah. you know – Steve is, Slayton. We can do it gonna, all day long. What do they long. do What do they do before the game? Do they rope the ceremonial – uh, you know, bull as if it's a rodeo or something. I mean, is that what Arian Foster's going to be doing? <laughs> they did have some good players, up? and those are some good teams. Not they elite did. teams, but there's some good teams there. I mean, Andre Johnson over the years, very yeah. good player. Anyway, yeah. um, as far as the Cowboys and the Packers are concerned, I just, uh, it's amazing that I find myself in this position I'm not used to, Joe, and it's having incredible confidence in the Cowboys in a playoff game. I, I'm having trouble seeing how the Green Bay Packers are going to remotely stop the Cowboys in that game. I, I, I think they'll score some points. I like Jordan Love a lot, and I like their young receivers. I like Jaden Reed a lot. And, but at the same time, how are they ever going to stop the Cowboys offensively? It doesn't feel remotely feasible now the um the packers deserve their roses for everything they accomplished this season absolutely winning record in the playoffs one of the youngest rosters in the nfl it looks like jordan loves the guy they have done a remarkable job they deserve all of it but now it's it's big boy football now this is where we've eliminated 18 teams from the equation and now we start stacking up the best of the best and we start to see where you're at. So, Packer fans, none of this is meant as disrespect. You are now, you have earned your way into this conversation. Mm-hmm. The conversation just might not go where you want it to go. And the thing is, you're good, you're just not great. The last few weeks, these last three wins, um, you beat a Bears team yesterday that is just just god-awful. The Chicago Bears are just such a joke at every turn. Here you are with an opportunity to spit on your rival who's been keeping you down for three decades. You did nothing. You didn't even come to play. And once again, your quarterback got knocked out of the game. 
Week before that, you blow up a Minnesota team that started a kid at quarterback that should not be in the NFL. And then it was such a bad decision, the coach made the switch at halftime, but the damage had already been done. And the week before that, you beat the Panthers by three points. Week before that, you lost the Bucks by 14. That game was at home. Week before that, you lost to the Giants on the road. You're not a very good team, and you're going to get exposed in a bad way this weekend against the Cowboys, and there's nothing wrong with that because you're going to get better and you're moving in the right direction. But the Cowboys are the number one team in the NFL in first-half scoring, especially when playing at home. 22 points per game in the first half when playing at home. I think you take a young team like Green Bay, you put them in Dallas with the crowd noise, Big environment, playoffs, pressure, all that stuff. And I think Dallas jumps all over them and smothers them early. I think the bet in that game is Dallas in the first half. And when we sit here saying, but, the, you know, it's the Cowboys and McCarthy in the playoffs. Last year they went to Tampa and they blew out the Buccaneers. Yep. They can win these games. They just don't win when the talent level is equal. When McCarthy has to outcoach the opposition, he can't do it. Talent level not equal in this game. Cowboys no problem. Well, yeah, we, we say all that to make that point because is it right now a foregone conclusion 100% that McCarthy is going to be back if they lose this game I don't know that it is now I've talked about this quite a bit Jerry has more of a penchant toward patience with the head coaches over the last 10-12 years because he's been able to keep them under his thumb but it would be a tough sell to keep Mike McCarthy as your head coach if somehow they did lose this game, which brings us to Adam Schefter, ESPN senior NFL insider for what's at stake here. Mike McCarthy won the division, goes in as the two seed. It's all looking up for Dallas, which is a much better team at home. But the fact of the matter is there are people out there who have always said that Mike McCarthy will be judged by how the Dallas Cowboys last game of the season goes. So if there's another playoff flame out, in an embarrassing way. Obviously, the heat is going to be turned up on Mike McCarthy. If they play well in the postseason, the issue goes away. But there's a question here as to what happens if they struggle again, if they lose again, if they embarrass themselves again. But as long as they're playing good football and they won the division, then everything's going to be fine there. Hmm. I mean, do you think it's as simple as just winning this game for him to definitively be back? Because I, I do. No, I do not. Because you, you think he has to get past the divisional round. He'll be at home. That's where they play well. Like, what? Who, who's the opponent in the divisional round that's so scary that they shouldn't win that game? They're going to be a favorite. Now, if you told me they were going on the road to San Francisco in the divisional round and they play admirably and they lose a close game, I'm fine with that. I understand. But this is three straight years of exactly 12 wins in the regular season. We know McCarthy can win in the regular season. He needs to win in the playoffs. What's the permutation for what he ends up drawing next week? Like, you beat the Packers here, and then who do you end up hosting? Uh, like, if the, if, the, be... if the Rams end up upsetting the Lions, then the Rams would be at the Niners because it's the lowest seed. And then right. you'd have, what, you Philadelphia-Tampa? It could be it's the either Philadelphia-Tampa or the Lions. Okay. Well, no, yeah. the— the Lions. No, it, can, it can be the Lions if they win. Okay, so it could be the Lions. So yeah. if you're at home and you've got Tampa coming to town, let's just throw that out one out right. there. You lose that game, gone because you should win that game. You're going to be more than a touchdown favorite there. If it's Philadelphia coming to town and and you're going to let Philadelphia knock you out of the playoffs with the way they've played at the end of the season, gone in my opinion. And if it's Detroit, you just beat them at home. What's the problem with beating them again? 
especially with the head coach and the decision-making that guy makes. By the way, anyone notice Campbell's little plan to play everyone? Uh, we win games. We go out there and compete. How's Sam Laporta doing today? Yeah. Because you didn't get the two seed, and now one of your star offensive players is banged up. And Isn't he expected to miss the playoffs this I, I, first game? He is not looking great. How stupid that. was that? So and they How are stupid. If they, so if they win, if the Lions beat the Rams, they are definitively playing the the Cowboys. There if you the go. Cowboys win. Should be able to win that game. Yeah. You're going to tell me Jerry's going to be impressed by beating the Packers at home and then losing at home to the Lions. I didn't say impressed. I said enough to not make a change. Okay, with Mike content McCarthy. enough to stick with McCarthy. If McCarthy loses at home to the Lions in the second round, you got to make a change. And I don't know why my Jerry doesn't want to get involved in the Jim Harbaugh sweepstakes. I understand he wants the coaches who are under the thumb. You just put Jerry jo- or you just put Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor. Maybe that's the type of thing where it's a symbol of, hey, maybe I realize in my advanced age I got to make some changes here. Jimmy's going in and I'm going to get in on the Harbaugh sweepstakes as well because I want to win Super Bowls. You know, uh, so Dan Campbell apparently said, this is from uh, Evan, uh, said on Laporta today that he has an outside shot to play on Sunday. They will know more in the next 48 hours. But again. Outside shot. And he won't be 100%. No. No. Unbelievable. It it makes absolutely no sense that they did what they did. The only time I've ever agreed with that was when we saw it happen with the Giants going up against the undefeated uh, Patriots in Week 18. When it didn't mean anything. Other than that, it makes no sense. And now, here we are, and you're the Cowboys, and you're losing to the Lions. I don't disagree with you that they should be looking elsewhere. I just don't think Jerry will pull the trigger on it. I, I think he will absolutely wait it out because, I mean, how long did Jason Garrett sit in that job? I mean, he, he went coach to coach for a few years there. It didn't really work out other than Parcells a little bit. And even then, they didn't get anywhere near where they needed to before Bill walked away. Romo fumbling snaps, things like that. Where where else are they turning? Like I, I could if you tell me that he can go get Belichick or he can go get uh Harbaugh, I buy it. But what does that mean? It means turning over credit. That's what it means. Well, when you lose as a dog on the road like you did last year against San Francisco, okay, I can understand why McCarthy's back. If you're set up to play the Packers followed by the Lions, both games at home, and you can't win those two games with your roster to get to the NFC Championship game, what's the point of bringing the guy back? Like th- those games, I can understand not winning the Niner game, but you can't beat the Lions? You can't beat the Lions at home? Like, what are you doing? What do you expect to happen down the road next year? Because we said this last year. Like, you're going to bring them back. You know how it's going to go. And if it doesn't happen this year, and we're not, remember, we're not even saying win the conference. We're just saying go to San Francisco for the conference championship game and you're good. In my opinion, you're good there. I, I just, the idea of losing to Detroit at home in the divisional round and you keep your job after everything we've seen, you can't ever expect to be taken seriously to win a Super Bowl. Carlin versus Joe, presented by Progressive Insurance. Bundle home and auto and save. Visit Progressive.com. The one NFL stat from Week 18 that you need to hear, and one team I was completely wrong about. Just I one? Didn't, I, I, I didn't write this. Just one? I just, I just read what was on the screen. <laughs> Normally, they would say just one is a fair question, but I, I don't... <laughs> I certainly don't aspire to uh, admitting to anything. I admit nothing. That's next, ESPN Radio. (laughs) 
This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Enough is enough! I have had it with these takes on this plane! Everybody strap in! This plane is headed down the runway and ready for the NFL takeoff. That's right. We do it each and every week. So you know what that means. We must be starting with Raiders Broncos. No. (laughs) No. We are going to save you that. We are going through the games that actually meant something yesterday. So let's go. Texans 23. Colts 19. I'll tell you what. What a story the Houston Texans are. If Tomiko Ryans doesn't win coach of the year, something's wrong. Something is absolutely wrong. C.J. Stroud, two touchdowns. 264 yards. The dude throws for 4,000 yards, Joe, in his rookie season. And I forget who it was. That's right. It was me that told you all along that C.J. Stroud was the guy. He has been fantastic. And I remember what swung a lot of opinion was one game. One game, the national semifinal last year against Georgia when he played lights out. They lost that game, but not because of him. And people who were evaluating that looked at that game and said, this is what he is capable of doing against elite competition. The Texans hit a home run with this kid. They hit a home run with the D'Amico Ryans hire. It's one of, if not the best stories in the NFL this season. Uh, I heard what might have been the saddest quote I have ever heard yesterday from Tyler Goodson of the Colts, who on fourth and one, as the Colts were driving uh, to try to tie the game uh, with a touchdown, uh, he dropped a pass right in his hands from Gardner Minshew. After the game, he said, I'm going to go call my parents the only people who want to talk to me right now. Oh, so sad. So sad. Speaks to the the quality of his parents, though, that he wants to call them and and speak to them. It's not like they're jerks. So, yeah, good job raising the kid that way. Well, the Texans win the division, and speaking of sad... Titans 28, Jaguars 20. What an embarrassment the Jacksonville Jaguars are. 
honestly. You say this all the time. Shoot the Jaguars into the sun. You say this about other things. I'm saying it because I'm the dope at the beginning of the year that said AFC championship game for Doug Peterson and the Jaguars. And you talk about a major step back. And, Joe, how long is it before we can actually start talking about whether or not Trevor Lawrence is really a franchise quarterback? Got to talk about all of it. You got to put Doug P on the hot seat, too. I know that might sound rash, but think about the probability of where you were this season. One, two, three, four, five, six. The Jags had won seven of eight games following their Week 12 win in Houston against the Texans. They beat them 24-21. Listen to this, okay, because the stage was set down the stretch. They then hosted the Cincinnati Bengals without Joe Burrow. They got beat 34-31. They went to play Cleveland, who was absolutely ravaged. Uh, uh, Injuries, both sides of the ball. They lose 31-27. Then they play the Baltimore Ravens, who come in and just wax them 23-7. They go to Tampa and get beat by the Buccaneers 30-12. Then they find a way to beat the Panthers. Congratulations on that one, fellas. And then a (laughs) must-win situation for the playoffs. They lose to Tennessee, who was playing Ryan Tannehill. Nothing to play for. That's an all-time tank job at the end of the season. Oh, my God. Them right there with the Eagles. S-O-F-T, soft. I put the poll up. Who's the softer NFL team, the Eagles or the Jaguars? It's a great question. Buccaneers 9, Panthers 0. That feels like an appropriate way to win the NFC South, doesn't it? It's, it's yes. <laughs> Hanging in the Louvre. Nine, nine, nothing. Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. And how about this stat about Baker Mayfield? Uh, This was unbelievable. He is the first quarterback taken number one overall in the draft era since 1967 to start a playoff for multiple teams in his first six seasons. Really? Wow. That is that is loco. But the uh, good job by the Panthers locking up that number one uh, pick in the draft. Oh, wait. No, they don't have it because they made the trade for Bryce Young. Scott Federer fired today so the bears definitively have that pick first and foremost carolina completely incapable of scoring even two touchdowns a game eight of their final 10 games they couldn't even get to 14 points eight of their final 10 games like you can backdoor luck your way in the 14 points in some of these nfl matchups when you're playing teams like atlanta and new orleans and tennessee but no they couldn't find a way to get that stuff done but to your point on that Think about that. We're going to give up a ton of picks to move up to number one to draft a guy we love just so that it can go so horribly wrong when a generational quarterback comes out the following year and you again have the one pick and no longer belongs to you because you gave it away the year before for a kid who everyone thinks right now can't play. Oh, by the way, the GM got fired, the head coach got fired, the owner threw a drink in a fan's face. (laughs) Hell of a season. Saints 48. Falcon 17. Speaking of a hell of a season, uh, at that at the end of that game, Jameis Winston admitted that they didn't even listen to Dennis Allen, that the team made the decision on their own to go for a touchdown at the one-yard line, up 41-17. Arthur Smith was ticked about it, but then again, he got fired late last night, and it sounds like Dennis Allen is safe, but both of them are going home. I had the under in that game. That was as bad a call as you will find anywhere. So before I even think about bashing Dennis Allen or the Falcons, I have got to address myself and what I thought was going to happen in that game. That said, Atlanta, I think the Atlanta job is a hell of a lot more appealing than most people do. 
They they are. They get a quarterback in there. They can turn things around fast. That's going to be a team to watch next year if they get the coaching hire right. That team can turn it around fast. Arthur Smith squandered a hell of a lot of talent. Packer 17, Bears 9. Bears gave you absolutely nothing yesterday. You know, they had played so well down the stretch, and Justin Fields gets hurt. I Again. Mean, and, and by the way, you know, I forget who made the point this morning. I think it was Teddy Bruschi. It's kind of enough with Justin Fields sliding and getting drilled, and there's no call. It's starting to look like Cam Newton. Bruschi made that point yesterday. It's an excellent point. He's not officially officiated properly. But again, like you have a running quarterback. You have got to learn how to get out of bounds and slide. As much as we bash Russell Wilson, he knows how to do this. He knows how to avoid contact. This has been a knock on fields from the beginning. And now after three years, you're thinking about getting ready to pay him a monster contract when Caleb Williams is sitting there on a rookie cost-controlled contract for you? Like, Fields can't stay healthy, and you don't know if he's going to be an accurate passer. You've seen enough. You go to Caleb Williams. I don't know why this seems to be so hard for Chicago. Giants 27, Eagles 10. Dear God, that's about all I have to say on that one. Yeah, but thanks for showing up, Eagles. I did. That should have been a get-right game instead of it was a get-loss game. Rams 21, 49ers 20. You know what? If D'Amico Ryans wasn't around, Sean McVay should get coach of the year. D'Amico Ryans is going to get it, and he should, but McVay has done an amazing job with a team that we all expected to be atrocious this season. And now it's McVay against his former quarterback in Goff and Goff against Stafford this week in the playoffs. Love it. First of all, Stefanski should get coach of the year. And if you want to argue it's between him and D'Amico, McVay's done a hell of a job, but he hasn't done the job that those two have done. Mm. So I'm going to throw that in there. And then number two, I... Every, like, three or four weeks this happens where there's one game I see zero plays of. I saw none of this. Yeah. I This was the game where I was so fixated on other games happening, and I knew all the starters were resting. It was like, I don't care. And then I saw the ending. It was like, oh, Rams won. And now we do it in takeoff, and I have nothing to add. Yeah, Puka Nakua set all kinds of records hey, uh, good for in him. the game for the season. We did it. Woo! <laughs> Cowboys 38, Commanders 10. That was a thrashing. I saw two plays. They were both Cowboys touchdowns. That was enough. Commanders went up 10-7. I had Commanders plus 13. I thought, here we go. And then it was like four minutes later, I had Gumble breaking in every two seconds to tell me the Cowboys were scoring touchdowns. <laughs> or whoever. I don't know. It was I don't know. Whoever was breaking in on me, every five seconds, the Cowboys kept scoring. I was like, well, that bet's dead. Here comes Carissa Thompson again. Yeah. Oh, boy. Back Next. to back to the studios. Carissa, what do you got? I'm like, I know what she's got. She's got another Cowboys <laughs> touchdown. I do not need this update. Bills 21. Dolphins 14. By the way, Ron Rivera fired today uh, yeah. by the commanders officially. And Stop then the traffic. Bills... Bills were down 14-7 in that game last night. They get a 96-yard punt return for a touchdown. Uh, Josh Allen was still reckless with the football, but the Bills find a way, and they end up winning the AFC East. Give them credit. We did. Miami is really committed to making sure we don't change that narrative that they can't win big games. I mean, Miami's like, look, look, before you give us any love, we want to make sure you're aware we will not be winning any of these big games. And we'll talk about why the the Dolphins are an even bigger disgrace than that. That is up in moments. Who's going to raise the trophy? Find out tonight. College football playoff national championship presented by AT&T. Coverage begins 6.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Into the end zone for the touchdown is Dawson Knox. It's a five-yard touchdown reception by the tight end, and the Bills have the lead. The Buffalo Bills come from three games back in the loss column to steal the division title from the Miami Dolphins for their fourth consecutive division title in the AFC East. doesn't mean anything if we go out there next week and don't do our job, so we got to find a way to put our best foot forward and go find the victory next week. I'll tell you what, the Miami Dolphins are an embarrassment. What, what a terrible job that they did down the stretch of this season. And not only that, last night, it's for the division championship. The Dolphins have been awful for 20-plus years where they just haven't even been relevant. Wonder Boy's been in charge, you know, wearing his Air Force Ones with the tag on him, looking cool, and looking cool last night, giving up a 96-yard punt return for a touchdown. And by the way, it was Orchard Park South uh, at Hard Rock Stadium, which was basically a home game for the Bills. Anything else? <laughs> Anything else? That that last one gets the Miami faithful up in arms because that'll be brought up, Show up! during NBA playoff time about how they get they're late to the arena and it's not a great environment. They're like, no, no, no. People always come at the Heat fans, Heat culture, all this, and it's like, well, I mean, you just let the Bills Mafia walk into your season, walk in your stadium, just- and take over for the biggest game of the year as the other team rips the divisional title away from you, which, by the way, you had firm control over for the last month plus exactly. of the season. I mean, you needed you 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 needed to lose two of your final three games, and very specifically, you had to lose the last one and one of the first two in order to blow it, and that's exactly what you did. Well, I tell you what, yeah, they executed that game plan yeah. beautifully. It went well. And they've dropped what? Um, I think it's four of their last five over, or no, it's... Uh, no, they the, won last two. five of their last eight, They, yep. lo- but you can phrase it as they also lost three of their last five if you want to do that. Yeah, a lot however of you to want it. to do it. Here's what they did. You blew it! You blew it. You had a stranglehold on the situation. You let up 56 last week, and then last night you had a 14-7 lead, and I don't want to hear a damn thing about injuries. I don't want to hear about Jalen Waddell. I don't want to hear about Raheem Mostert. Everyone has injuries. The Buffalo Bills have had plenty of injuries, especially on the defensive side this year. If you're going to use injuries, shut up. Let's go through the wins this season. 11-6 and six for Miami, which I still think they're moving in the right direction, and they absolutely have a chance to rewrite this narrative if they can go to Kansas City and win this weekend. Like, you go do that, and people will, people will forget some of what they've seen. Playoffs... Winning in the playoffs, it changes everything. But here's who they beat this season. The Chargers, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Giants, the Panthers, the Patriots again, the Raiders, 
the Jets, the Commanders, the Jets again, and the Cowboys. Hmm. That is like, here's who you lost to. The Bills, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Titans, the Ravens, the Bills again. It's like right down the middle. If we throw a crap sandwich at you, you'll have no problem swatting it away. But we go ahead and throw something tough at you, and we know what that outcome is going to look like. I'll tell you. The Dolphin faithful watching this season unfold the way it did down the stretch. It's, it just speaks to why you can't take Tua seriously, why you can't take the Dolphins seriously until they beat good teams. You just can't. And and Tua is clearly – like the, I would hate to be the Miami Dolphins right now having to figure out what to do with him. Do I just – do I franchise him? No, don't want to do that. Do I try to get him – an improved Daniel Jones type of contract. He's not gonna. He's not gonna take that. I mean, especially after what we just watched with the Giants. Like nobody yeah. is looking at that, being like, "Yeah, the Giants did a good job with that deal. That was smart." No, everyone's like, "That was terrible. We saw no, that coming." It, <laughs> it, it, and it was supposed to be so brilliant because they could get out after two years. Now that that feels like the longest year coming ever for them. It's also basically saying, "Yeah." You know, we could throw these two years away, and then we can get out of it. It's like, why why are you actively trying to throw these two are years you, away? Are, are you handing the keys over to Tua? Are you handing him the money? Man, that's some soul-searching. No, I'm not giving him. Okay, so when you say handing the money, I believe we're going to start the conversation of, like, do you get the franchise deal that's in line with yeah. the other franchise deals? No, I can't well, do that. Well, it's not. Yeah, I mean. I can't do that at all. Listen to the point totals and the losses. You play the Bills, you score 20, and you lose that game. You play the Eagles, you score 17, you lose that game. You play the Chiefs, you score 14, you lose that game. You play the Titans, you score 27, but you lost 28-27, and it's the Titans. You scored 19 against the Ravens, and then in the game of the year, you scored 14 at home against the Bills. Like, that offense, for as great as it's supposed to be, and for as flashy as it is, it's nowhere to be found in the good games. Like, in the games against the good teams, that offense isn't very good. And, And what do good quarterbacks do? Elevate the play of everyone around him. Exactly. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, but last night, Tua Tungavailoa did not elevate the play of Durham Smythe. <laughs> who That's I the thought one, huh? I thought was my attorney before the game before the game <laughs> last night. But he's not. And I, I, I saw River Craycraft. River Craycraft played at Washington State ten years ago, and he's still in the league. Like this is what we're looking at. You couldn't get anything going. What do you what do you do if the Dolphins go to Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs? Do we forget about all this? Do we say, you know what? That's actually a really good season. They had some stumbling spots, but in the playoffs they went to Arrowhead, they beat the Chiefs. I will look at it differently from this standpoint. While it's not the same achievement as beating the Chiefs of like last year, right. I will give them a lot of credit for coming back after the last couple of weeks and after the fact that they haven't beaten anybody good all season long and they will have gone on the road in an incredibly tough environment in conditions that are not conducive to what they're used to in Miami. It's supposed to be cold. It's supposed to be like zero for that game. Yeah, like if they go there and they beat the Chiefs, even though the Chiefs aren't what they have been, 
they'll wipe out a lot of that negativity yeah, for me. You get one good playoff win, and that's a good yeah. playoff win at Arrowhead. I don't care if the Chiefs are a little bit down this year. You go win that game, and then it's like, all right, you know what? They stumbled a bit, but this is definitely a team on the rise. You go lose that game 24-14, and you're not really competitive in it. I'm going to tell you, there's going to be a lot of pressure next year. McDaniel, it's no longer going to be the fun, affable story. People are going to want to see some real results. Uh, having said that, Chiefs by a million. Oh, you think so? Three and a half feels light. Is that the Lockadini of the week of Wild Card Weekend? Is that the one you like the most right now? It might be. Mm, okay, it might be. Give Carlin away the versus- Chiefs have played this season. That's a. That's I know, a- and that's saying something. They, it, I'm also very much on the Texans right now, but I don't know. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. I feel much better about the Chiefs, and I can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and want to remind you that the Dr. Pepper call-in line is 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. There's a national championship to be decided tonight, and Joseph will give you ways to make money off of it. Right after I tell you about this, from our friends at Indeed. Once again, a Carlin-only read. <laughs> Carlin-only. It's been a while, but once again, to start 2024, Indeed wants to remind you that I will be the person who is responsible for reading their commercials on this network. <laughs> the new year is the perfect time to gear up and connect to quality candidates. And there's no better way to do that than through Indeed. The hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in the same place. Their interview tool helps you schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from your employer dashboard. Next the hassle. Start hiring at Indeed.com slash credit. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Gave you three earlier. Got three more for you. All national championship related. Let's come out swinging. Washington plus five and a half. We'll take the points at ESPN bet. Thank you very much. Washington won the Joe Moore award this season, which recognizes the best offensive line in the country. If you can protect Michael Penix, he's going to score points. And if you can score points against Michigan, you can cover the five and a half in my opinion. So I'll take the Huskies. I'm also going to play over 55 and a half total points. Washington's defense, a step down from what Michigan stall last week against Alabama. I do think this game has more track meet versus grind written on it. So we'll play the over 55 and a half. And then let's take a shot here, boys. Jeremy Bernard with the first touchdown. He's a wide receiver from Washington, 28 to one. Take a shot. First TD scored by Jeremy Bernard. First touchdown, 28 to one. A lot of attention on Polk. A lot of attention on Adunze. Just saying, maybe he slips through the cracks at 28 to 1. So we'll go ahead and fire on that as well. Love it. Love it. It's Carlin versus Joe. That's he how has- you get me out of this jam, by the way. Down 20 units. I hit a 28 to 1. We're back. Oh, absolutely. You're going to see me firing recklessly on a lot of golf in the very near future. I'm going to tell you that much. <laughs> a lot of reckless golf firing coming. Kirk, by the way, 200 to 1. Wins I- in Hawaii. But I am uh, I am surprised that you went there because I don't. I can't remember the last time that you have given up as part of pizza money like a touchdown scorer. Like, that doesn't seem like your usual lane. Is that fair? I don't do No, good call. 
I don't do a lot of those, but because it's a huge game and we're really blowing it out tonight, ESPN Bet Live, ESPN 2, 6 p.m. Eastern, we got Stanford Steve, we got a lot of great guests today. Because we're blowing it out, we were talking about those specific props, and I wanted to bring those onto this show as well. Well, there you go. And I'm looking forward to that at 6 p.m. Eastern today, ESPN Bet Live. We, meanwhile, though, are Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hey, Samsung is awesome. Let me tell you why. This Saturday, get game time ready with the Samsung Bespoke 4-Door Flex Refrigerator with Family Hub Plus from the Home Depot. Is tonight Jim Harbaugh's last game at Michigan? I don't even know that there's a question about it. I, I, I don't see any scenario in which he returns. Like, to me, if he was planning on returning, he would have done it already. I think he would have signed already. Now, granted, what did they offer him? Uh, 125 for 10 years, but it was including the clause that he could not pursue an NFL job just this year. Even if he wants to just build up more leverage in that situation, I think Jim's done what he's already done. And what's the point of staying when he's already um, created all of these problems that are, you know, the the consequences are coming for his two different suspensions this season from the NCAA at some point. Yeah, that's what stands out the most. But if you do win it tonight, what a perfect way to ride off. Perfect way to ride off. Michigan. (laughs) Ride off with the trophy and say, listen, take care of all this. I'll see you later. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck to everybody. (laughs) But again, could you get that upset if you're Michigan? Think about where they were pre-Harbaugh. They were stumbling around for a while. You know, Lloyd Carr did a nice job there. He was able to beat Ohio State in some spots. They just couldn't really contend for national championships. They got to a couple Rose Bowls, which they lost to USC and then Vince Young at Texas, but they couldn't really contend for national championships. And then they just kind of toiled away. What was it? It was like Rich Rodriguez was in there, and you had a series of guys coming through that just couldn't get it done. And then here's Harbaugh. He, he, it took some time, but he returns you to national prominence. He gets you to the playoff, what is this, three years in a row? And now you're in a situation where if you win this national championship, you can't ask for anything more than that. So if sanctions are coming, but he leaves you with the national championship, everyone's going to remember him as fondly as can be. I, I think what's really funny to me is that it's, what, three years ago, roughly four years ago, uh, that they were ready to run him out of town. Yeah, COVID because, year was no good. Yeah, because he is he had he had completely seen it get away from him a little bit. They were terrible the COVID year, and then all of a sudden, you know, we piece it back together. Whether or not that was done on the up and up, who knows? But <laughs> it, well, I'm just Rutgers guys always got to slide that one in there. No, I'm. I'm but going no, it's worth. That's listen. That's going to be the legacy. Let's remember that. He coached half the season. I can't ignore that. It's going to be part of the legacy. When you look yeah. back and you say those, you can look back all you want on the Astros winning. You have to bring up the sign stealing. You have to. Yes, yes. And and also whatever the recruiting situation was that he got uh, dinged for at the beginning of the year that they just tried to get over with, and it's, it's not over. But uh, all of that aside, here is Harbaugh addressing his coaching future. Yeah, there's a calendar. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly talk about the future uh, next week, and I hope to have one. How about that? A future? I hope. Thank you. Take our next question, right? There's that Harbaugh CPU losing uh, losing its mind again with the the new AI they put in there. That chatbot needs to be updated. I want to go back to the day where it's like a. 
Uh, first of all, Happy New Year to everybody. It's an all-time line. Just an all-time line because no one I, saw that coming. And I'm it was just, New Year's Day. We all should have seen it coming. None of us saw it coming. None of us. The ultimate slow roll. Exactly. I just, at, at some point, <laughs> would love to see the AI malfunction during a game and getting interviewed by, I don't know, tonight, Holly Rowe, let's just say. Sure. And then all of a sudden, you just see smoke coming out from behind the <laughs> Like there's a wire sticking out. Right, right. <laughs> His head starts spinning, you know, something like that. I, 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 I mean, how do you think he addresses the first question? He's going to be asked a question before the game, you know, what's the key to, to, to victory tonight? Something like that. Does he even call? Uh, how are you guardians of victory tonight? Yeah, I like, will, will he slide in guardians of victory? Will he find a way to completely, this should be a prop, minus 110 both ways. Will Harbaugh come anywhere close to answering the initial question he has asked before the game? Yes, minus 110, no minus 110. And the beauty of that is, like, there will be no disputing whether it happened or not. Right. Like, nobody's going to be arguing semantics over an answer. Look, we're just out here. We're just out here to have a good time. It's like that is not a key to victory. Yeah. Out here to, I'm out here to have a good time. All the fans in the stands, Chase Winovich is very clearly out there to have a good time tonight. Spoke yeah. to him earlier. Sounds like he's very excited for tonight's game. <laughs> Jim, what are the keys to victory tonight? Who's got it better than us? <laughs> <laughs> what, what if, what if, okay, work with me on this. What mm. if the CPU malfunctions and they ask him, Jim, big game tonight. What are the keys to victory? And he goes, first of all, I just want to say happy new year to everybody. <laughs> What if the CPU doesn't realize it's a week later and it's a new game and that you can't say Happy New Year on the 8th? Somebody accidentally loaded the program from last week? You know what would happen? We would hear that and I'd be like, yeah, that, that sounds like Harbaugh. I don't think anyone would bat an eye. It's like, yeah, he's wishing people Happy New Year on the 8th. He's kind of quirky. Uh, Who do you have tonight? I gave all my picks. What do you got? I'm I'm going Michigan plus five and a half. Um, well, hold on, hold on. Michigan's laying five. And I'm a half. sorry, excuse me. I'm going. Uh, I'm going Washington plus five and a half. Didn't realize it was going to be such a tough question. Yeah. No. Well, you know, listen. The CPU <laughs> CPU over here has not been working. That's all that the Nintendo and the NES original CPU you got. Yeah. Going on. We got to blow into the disc before we put it into the, the, the console. <laughs> I am actually controlled by a Nintendo controller. <laughs> up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B A B A. Start. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cheat code on my version of Contra. <laughs> That's how we get Big Boy to three hours. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, yeah. Listen, show. I'm on Washington tonight. I think Penix is the MVP. I think when it boils down to it, the best player on the field is Michael Penix Jr. And that's where I will go. And I also will go with the fact that they've got an awesome offensive line. Enjoy it tonight on ESPN and ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin versus Joe podcast.